Good morning, wonderful people. This is episode 71 of the podcast, and today we're going to be talking about how to stop overeating processed food. And I'm going to give you a couple of strategies that I've used both with myself and, in fact, first with myself, because I usually don't give advice for things that I haven't actually done myself. I'll rather just refer to somebody who actually has experience that have helped me not eliminate, because I don't think that's the right idea, but reduce my processed food consumption. So we're going to get into that in today's episode. All right, so let's talk a little bit about processed food in general before we get into some of the strategies, because it's important to understand why it's so hard to stop eating processed food. I don't think it's enough to just say, oh, do this instead. The more you understand about food and the more you understand about the different types of food and how it has effects on your appetite, the better you'll be able to start to reason with the idea that it's probably a good idea to reduce your processed food consumption. Now, I use the word reduced very specifically. This is not an elimination of all sugar, of all you know processed carbs, bread, cereals, bagels, things like that. That's not the point here. The idea is, is that processed food, not the idea, the actual fact is that processed food is very easy to overconsume. And there's a couple of reasons for that. And I could spend an entire episode talking about it, so I'll just summarize it here. Most processed food does not have the components that typical whole foods have for letting your stomach and your brain know that you are full. So your likelihood, and I say likelihood because you could very well not overeat processed foods if you were really mindful of it, but the likelihood of overeating processed foods is higher than you would like it to be. Meaning that if you just sort of didn't pay attention to how much processed food you were eating, you would typically, from a caloric standpoint, overconsume it, okay? And that's because the majority of processed food doesn't have fiber, water, or protein. And fiber, water, and protein, and I would say carbs come in later, but it's typically whole food carbs. So fiber, water, and protein are the three ingredients for making sure that your brain and your stomach get the signals or relay the signals to each other telling you that you're full. So if you don't have those components, the likelihood of that delay being greater goes up substantially. So here's a little example. Let's say that you eat uh, a meal that has fiber, water, and protein. So a great example of this, I always use this one because it's textbook, is let's say you have uh, a steak and some stir-fry vegetables right? Fiber and water come in the vegetables. There's even some water in the protein. Protein and fiber are some of the two most satiating ingredients in all of food. Water comes in there too because water creates volume, and we'll talk about that in a second. So you have to have those three components. Well, processed food doesn't. In fact, when scientists create processed food, they purposely leave out things like protein, fiber, and water because they know that will make you feel full sooner. And the number one goal of a, of, a, of a company that makes processed food, the scientist's goal, or I should say the company's goal that they give the scientists is make this food so that people can hardly resist it, that they want to keep eating it, 
and that the first bite tastes as good as the last one, meaning that it's very hard to stop eating, right? What's Pringles' number one slogan? Once you pop, the fun don't stop. I mean, that should tell you all you need to know right there. So processed food is very hard to moderate. So you have to be smart about it. This is what I do, right? Here's some of the strategies. The first thing that I do is let's, let's, first, let's first create a scenario, right? So this makes real world sense. Let's say there's two, two different scenarios. One, you're at home. One, you're somewhere outside of your house, okay? So let's take the outside of your house example first. You're at a party, they have pizza. And they have lots of other little snacks that are also processed food, you know, Doritos, pretzels, maybe they've got a plate of strawberries and other fruits out too. And you're thinking, well, the only thing to really eat here, substantially eat anyway, is the pizza. So you're a little frustrated, right? Because you know that you can't just have one or two slices because that won't fill you up because processed food doesn't do that especially in small quantities. So you're wondering, well, how do I make this work for me? These are the two best options. And I think making it more complicated than this just throws a wrench into everything. You can either bring something to the party to eat in addition to the pizza, not in replace of the pizza, but in addition, or you can have a meal of some substantial whole food amount before you go to said event. And yes, I know this sounds like more work than it needs to be, but listen, you have to sacrifice some things in the modern world in order to have body composition goals, right? Otherwise, it wouldn't. There would be no. There would be no stress with trying to manage your health. If we could just go about our lives and not have to worry about our weight and how it affects our health, then I wouldn't be talking to you about this subject right now. So you're going to have to just deal with it. You're going to just have to do some of these strategies. It's not going to fit perfectly in your little, you know, your world, whatever you do right now. So you can have a meal beforehand, whatever that might be, preferably protein, water, and fiber, vegetables essentially, or you can bring something with you. Now, if you're the kind of person who cares so deeply about the opinions of your closest friends, which I'm being sarcastic there, you, sh you shouldn't care, right? Why are they your closest friends? Probably because you're yourself around them and you're weird, right? Or you're like me and you're just sort of off, off the beaten path. And your friends like you for who you are. So you shouldn't really care what they think. You bring something to the party and you eat it in addition to whatever you're doing. And your friend goes, well, you know, hey, why are you doing that? And you go, well, you know, I want to have some of this pizza, but I also have fitness goals. I have health goals. And so I'm trying to have a little bit of both. At that point, that person could either be, you know, kind of admire you for like, wow, you really are stepping it up. You're, you're doing, you're trying to have best of both worlds. Or that person could judge you for that. And if that person judges you for that, then I would highly recommend that you question the relationship with that friend. <laughs> because the people that you hang out with should not be judging you for making healthy choices. That's stupid. And if you're like me, you've lost friends because they don't understand why you choose to live a certain life. That's fine. I don't care. If you're not in my life to help better me, you're not in my life. And that might seem a little rough and whatever, but that's how I choose to live my life. And I have to say it's it's definitely helped me out a ton because there I've avoided so many pains in the years that I've made these choices because I've decided to do what's best for me and not care about the opinions of other people.
All right, so that's that little tangent. So that's the situation one. Situation two is a whole lot more, a whole lot less socially, uh, I don't know, complicated. And that is you have pizza at home, right? You order pizza for the family and you have something in addition to whatever else you're eating. What's kind of interesting is my mom does this. We'll go get in and out. We'll order pizza. We'll get some kind of out food and she doesn't eat it because it doesn't agree with her body. And she's at a point now where she doesn't want to deal with the negative side effects of eating certain foods that upset her. It's just not worth it to her anymore. So she chooses to eat her own meal and she still socializes with us. She doesn't lose any of the, you know, the, the social fun of being with people and, and having conversation. She's just made a choice to not eat those foods and not be upset about the fact that she can't eat those foods because she's still getting the social aspect that she cares so much about. And that's the attitude that you have to have. Now, don't take this as me saying you never should eat processed food again. That's a choice that you can make on your own. I'm not saying that you have to do that in order to be healthy. But you have to make small decisions that make big impacts down the road if you want to be able to have a balanced life. You have to be able to go, this is my situation, this is my roadblock, I need to find a strategy around this without sacrificing all of the fun things I like about pizza or hamburgers or Doritos. And when and, it, and I can promise you that the fight to understand how to find that balance is worth all of the struggle and difficulty it takes to, to come to that point. And it's not always pretty. And it might mean, you know, having to work a little bit harder for a little while, but the work you put in now will triple, double, quadruple, tenfold the pain that you had to go through to, to figure out that situation. So it's worth the work up front. I promise you that. All right, that's my 10 minutes. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Just so you know, two things that are kind of cool that have been going on in my life. Uh, first thing, I recorded a TikTok video last night, and it was a stitch. If you don't know what that is, uh, you're probably living under a rock. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, it's basically where you take a video and you mash it with someone else's video to either make a point or to add on their point. And there was this guy saying that protein shakes stop drinking protein shakes. They don't help you lose weight. So I went in on them, you know, in, in a sort of respectful way, although I, I made some jabs because, you know, that's what I do. And uh, it went viral. So that's kind of cool, right? I've, I've had a couple of viral videos and um, this one is my latest viral video. So if you want to check it out, um, it'll, it'll be on my TikTok page and uh, I'll probably post it on Instagram too, just because usually if something does good on one platform, it's going to have a good response on the other. Uh, the second thing is, is that Simple 60 Challenge 2.0 is now available. Uh, you can download it uh, basically anywhere. But if you go to the link in my bio of the uh, of this podcast episode itself or Instagram, you will be able to download it. All you have to do is put in your email and your name so I know who I'm sending it to and where I'm sending it. And then you can get the download. And then um, you will be sort of entered into a little newsletter I've created for Simple 60 is some extra guidance. At any point, if you don't want to be a part of that, you can unsubscribe. I promise it's not going to hurt my feelings. Honestly, I'm just trying to help. And if, if you don't need the help or you don't want the help, then by all means, 
unsubscribe from the, the newsletter. But anyway, that is all the news that I have for today. Thanks a ton for listening to today's episode. And I hope that you have a good rest of your week if I don't hear from you.